either way, you're gonna get us all killed! Look at the size of that thing! I can't. It's too big. Sorry, sweetheart. Time for anything else. I know you wanna. I know you wanna. I know you wanna. Me, I play. I like to play Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Just the Tip Podcast. Or if you're listening to the very, or if you're listening, sorry, for the very first time, welcome to Just the Tip Podcast. I am your host Georgette, and you can follow me at just underscore Georgette on Twitter and Instagram. You can also check out the podcast at Just the Tip Pod on Twitter and Instagram as well, and you can hashtag JTT Pod if you have any comments on this episode or any other episodes that you've listened to prior. Um, what else? If you want to send a tip tail in, because I'm kind of running out now, if I'm being honest, I, I got like a huge influx of tip tails, which has been great. But obviously every episode I read about one or two. So if you want to share some tip tails, please do. I got one recently which came in at 5am and I was like did they just finish having sex and then we're like oh my god I have to tell Georgia which was great was a great tip tell um which I'll probably share with you guys on the next episode but yes send them in I appreciate them I enjoy reading them and I think people like them on the show as well so today um we're doing all things sexual health which I don't think I've I've had a, a sexual health episode but yeah, all things sexual health, and I'm being joined by um, SH24. If you don't know about them, we will we will tell you guys everything that there is to know. And I'm going to let my guest introduce herself. Hi, I'm Linnea. Uh, I decided to go for my real name. Yeah, you I did. was debating <laughs> whether I should have an alias or not. But yeah, <laughs> now in the moment, I'm going with my real name. Yeah. I'm Linnea. I uh, work at SH24. I'm the visual designer and art director. Yes, thank you so much for joining me today. This thank is you. super, super cool. Yeah, thanks for having me. No, of course. So every episode starts with icebreakers. Mm-hmm. So I've got a few, I think I've got three for you. Um, okay. Yeah, so my first one is, what's one sexual health myth that you believed growing up? Um, um, well, I was going to say, I believe that... Um, that there was the HIV, you would die if you had HIV, yeah. which I guess when I was little was still true. Yeah. But I did believe that until I started working in sexual yeah. health. And then was like, oh, well, it's not at all. Yeah. True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's quite like, um, like, it's quite a deep one as well, because yeah. I, I feel like a lot of people even now might not have the best understanding of Definitely. HIV. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so hopefully we can kind of go into that as mm. well today. Yeah. Um I was thinking about what one of mine was and it was that you can only get an STI through actual intercourse. Mm. Like just penetration, yeah. which is obviously not the case. No. Um yeah, like my my understanding of STIs or at the time they were called SEDs mm. um was very 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 minimal. Yeah, um, same. And it's only probably got better, I guess, the more sex that I've had, probably mm. just out of fear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then obviously through this podcast and just me as a person, just wanting to like understand more. Yeah. Um, okay. Second mm-hmm. icebreaker, if you know, actually, what's one sexual health key fact that most people don't know? Like, I don't know if it mm. ever comes up like at work or... 
I'd say there's loads. Yeah. <laughs> the one I just said, I think, that uh, I guess a lot of people don't know that um, most people have herpes. I would say yeah. that's one thing. So I I can't remember exactly what the statistics is, but like majority of people have herpes, but mm. just won't have outbreaks. Yeah. So uh, I guess that's a big one. Is it that you're, you're born with it? Uh, I think if it can be passed on from yeah. mother to child, but it's also that you've had sex or... Yeah. But, you know, and your partner have it. Had and it, because yeah. it's a, you know, it's not, it's quite hard to... Pr- protect against herpes even if someone has an outbreak we kind of say you know probably your partner already has it Mm -hmm. so uh you know you can stop having sex or use protection but because it's uh you know it's in the like genital area it a condom might not Not, really protect against it so okay or a dental dam or whatever and just in case there's anybody that doesn't know what herpes is we will go into like more detail like later on but just in case there's like yeah someone that's like what the fuck is herpes it's a, a virus yeah. infection and an sti and you can also have it uh around your mouth, your mouth. which like cold yeah. sores are herpes mm-hmm. so there's lots of different strands of the virus yeah and different strands have different uh properties i guess yeah. i think it's a different one strand the cold sore one from the genital yeah. warts one yeah for example okay thank you yeah. and the last icebreaker is what was your first experience of a sexual health service like? So, like, if you can um, remember. Uh, okay, probably we went on a school trip to yeah. sexual health service. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I was, oh, how old could I have? Maybe 14 or, yeah. or something, I think. That was probably my first experience. I was quite scared. Yeah. It seemed very scary they showed us like the room and what what would happen uh, um like if you have an examination yeah. for example and what you could come for like um it's uh, an interesting school yeah. trip like <laughs> we didn't so have I anything just, like I, that. I don't remember so much other than being like mortified and yeah. thinking i could never come here oh my gosh that's, that's so insane I, I think mine was um like i don't know if it was it might have been school-based mm. we might have had a sexual health nurse come in yeah but I could also be reaching because my school didn't provide the best education when it came to sex at all yeah um so if I think outside of that um it probably would have been and I'm gonna probably speak about this later on Mm -hmm. um my boyfriend at the time this was my my first boyfriend this was also the person that I lost my virginity to Mm. and um he was anti-condoms and I was just like, okay, but I don't want a baby. Like yeah. in my head, I was just like, if I don't use a condom, I'm going to get pregnant and mm-hmm. I don't want a baby. So how are we going to yeah. make this work? Um, and so we would like, I think, so the first time that we had sex, we definitely used a condom because I was just like, we have to yeah. just because we're not ready for kids. Like, please. Um, and then I think maybe like a little while afterwards, he was just very, very anti. And so I was just like, like, like I had this very unfortunate way of thinking where it was just like well for me to make my boyfriend happy like if Mm. he doesn't want to use condoms then I just don't use them yeah and I don't even think I I had ever asked him like have you been to the the clinic recently like are you all good Mm. and I just kind of went with it Mm. and so I was just like okay well if I don't use a condom then what do I do he's like I will just go to the clinic and get the morning after pill okay and I was just like Oh, uh, 
okay, like I was very, I was young and uneducated, yeah. but like, it's bad to say, but we did that a lot mm. where he was like, it's fine, just go and get it. And then yeah, I was but if like, you don't know, like, yeah. you're gonna be like, all right, I guess that's how you do things. So that was like m- my first yeah. ever like experience. And I remember going to the clinic and I was just like, I need the morning after pill, please. And they were like, okay. And like, they're asking me all, all of these questions. Mm. And the first one was like, why didn't you use a condom? And I was just like, I was thinking, I don't know how to say, oh, because my boyfriend doesn't like them. Yeah. So I was like, um, we did, but it broke. And yeah. so this is what, now why I'm here. Um, yeah, so that was that was my first experience. It was an interesting time. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. Anyway, we'll get into all of that further along. So can you mm-hmm. um, share with everybody listening what SH24 is and like so, what you guys do? Yeah, SH24 is an online sexual and reproductive health service. So um, it's a website and you can order STI testing kits and treatment online mm-hmm. uh, as well as uh, contraception, oral contraception, um, emergency contraception. Um, we also do something called photodiagnosis, which is where if you have like warts or a herpes outbreak, you can take a photo and get it diagnosed yeah. and the treatment sent home to you, basically. So it's, um, it's yeah, if, for example, you have recurring herpes outbreaks, it's mm-hmm. an easier way to get medication rather than having to go to the GP all mm-hmm. the time. Um, and we also have a service called FETAL. So SA24 is, is um, commissioned by local council in with... Uh, in partnership with the NHS, so it's an NHS service. Yeah. But it's kind of dependent on uh, how the local council chooses to fund the thing. So, for example, in some areas we have oral contraception that you can order. In some, they don't have that. In some areas you can uh, have a service called Click and Collect where you can just go to clinic and get the the test kit there rather than get it sent home to you. Others don't. So it's kind of like different in different areas depending Mm on, uh, you know, how much... Uh, the council wants to fund it and yeah. what their budget is and whatever. Um, and it's and a free so service. It's a free service, yeah. So FETL is the exact same service, but it's paid for. Okay. So it's one way that we kind of fund the services we do in yeah. SH24. And mm-hmm. it also helps us to develop the service more because developing things in the NHS is quite difficult. For example, local council won't want to buy into something that photodiagnosis unless yeah. it's been like used before yeah. and they can know like how successful it is is, and we do like obviously we do academic research alongside uh the new services we develop but what's good with FETO is we can roll it out to people and then actually get user feedback on how it works and that can help councils see whether it's something they want to do or not so yeah that's really really cool yeah um so I I hadn't ever heard of like an online service maybe Mm. until like maybe like two years ago yeah and that was only because I was trying to book an appointment in a clinic and the time slots just didn't work for me yeah. or they were like in the middle of the day and I'm like, well, yeah. I have work and um, the, clin- the clinic would be closed on a weekend. So I'm just yeah. like, how the hell am I, I supposed to keep up with my sexual health if I can't go? Yeah. Um, so I just kind of like, no, I think I, I asked a friend and um, and it was a guy actually and he was just like oh look I just get a kit sent to my house and I was just like you do what and I was just like how have I never heard of this um so I started so I've been using SHL mm-hmm. um which is great comes to my house I do it yeah send it back 
get a text to say when my results are ready. Yeah. Log on online, check it. And I'm like, okay, it's like, it's so much more convenient yeah. for my life yeah. and with work and, and, and things like that, which I think is great. And it's also free. Yeah. Yeah. So things like that are definitely things that I think people should look into and it yeah, kind of definitely. doesn't give you an excuse to not have your sexual health in check. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's something that you might like, I think it's now uh, part of kind of a sexual health requirement that they have some sort of online yeah. aspect, which it wasn't a few years ago. Yeah. Um, and so probably if you look at your local council somewhere, it yeah. will say it's just like not going to be easy to find yeah. always. Mm-hmm. And um, so how does SH24 work? Like, how can someone get a kit? Like, what's the the process of thinking okay you know what like I want a kit and then getting the results like at the end yeah sure so um you you go to our website and you put in your postcode and it'll say if you're eligible or not Uh, and if you are um you you basically answer some questions so around uh your gender the genders of the partners you have sex with Mm -hmm. and your genitals um and that's to determine what type of kit you need so The way they decide is based on BASH, which is British Association for Sexual Health or something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> their guidelines are basically around like what type of test do you offer? Okay. Uh, you know, men have sex with men or women have sex with women mm-hmm. or whatever. So that determines what type of test you get. And then um, that once the order is complete, you, you answer some like safeguarding questions too okay. to make sure you're... Um, you know about your age and stuff like that and then um, then if there's no flags then that's fine Uh, the test gets sent out to you or um, yeah the test gets sent out to you and you probably get it in within a few days depending on it's sent with royal mail Mm -hmm. so depends on um, you know when you ordered it yeah and it comes in like a discreet kind of packaging. Package, Looks like yeah. something from, you know, eBay or yeah. whatever. <laughs> like <laughs> one of really, those really grey things with a little sticker yeah. with your name on it. Um, and then, yeah, you have the test. And sorry, the test uh, you do at home. And then you send it with, there's a free envelope inside to send it back to the lab. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the lab takes up to 73 hours once it's arrived there. You get a text once it gets to the lab. Okay. Uh, there it gets tested and the results get sent to SH24. Okay. And okay. if you're, um, if if there's no, um, if all the results are negative, you get a text. Mm-hmm. And if you have, uh, if you have chlamydia, for example, you also get a text saying that you've tested positive okay. chlamydia for chlamydia, for example, but not for these other things. And uh, usually you get an offer on how you want to receive the treatment. Okay. So it can either be sent home to you or um, you pick it up. Um, at the sexual health clinic, clinic or the yeah. GP. Um, and then if it's reactive for HIV and syphilis, we call you. Okay. So then you'll get a phone call and we'll talk through. And the way the test works for HIV and syphilis if is there what's called reactive, which is not the same as positive. Mm-hmm. So if you get a reactive result, it means you might have it. So you need to go for further testing. Mm-hmm. And then we have... Um, like relationships with clinics in okay. the different areas we're okay. in so we can help you book into a yeah. clinic and then we also check up that you've uh, you know received the support you mm-hmm. need and gone to that appointment and stuff okay yeah um, so then if if you've come back positive for mm-hmm. instance for chlamydia mm-hmm. um, how would you then get the treatment 
So it depends a little bit based on the area okay. you're in. But say they have opted in for like sent home treatment, for example, um, you'll you'll be it'll be kind of like a text conversation. Like okay. they'll say, "Do you want to receive the treatment by post? Text mm-hmm. back post if you want to pick it up at pharmacy. Text pharmacy, okay, fine, whatever." Fine. So then you text that, and then um, I don't know exactly how the, how yeah, it works in behind no, the scenes, but. Yeah, basically, then it either gets ho- sent home to mm-hmm. you, and you just get like the course of the treatment yeah. uh, a few days later, and, the post, um, or you pick it up at the pharmacy. Yeah, and I wanted to ask, like, mm-hmm. do, do you guys have like people that people can speak to as well? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, like, if I wanted to 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 call up someone and, and mm-hmm. be like, okay, like I've, I've I've just had this this positive um, test, like, what does that mean for me? What do I do? And just kind of seek advice. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that's okay. absolutely fine. So you can either text. Okay. Some oh, okay. A, a lot of people that's like nice. to text actually. Yeah. So they'll do the uh and there's always like a clinician there that will text you back basically. Mm-hmm. And uh or you can call as well. Yeah. So we get quite a few calls um really from people. You know, sometimes people are worried if they're doing the test right or you yeah. know, like you said, what does this mean? And yeah. so it can be quite reassuring to just talk to someone. So, yeah. so you can always yeah, Most text your call. Yeah. So then um in terms of the kits now so you've got kits kits for um men who have sex with men women who have sex with women and then yeah so it's um basically three sets of of combinations i guess so yeah the different ones you can do are uh vaginal swab anal swab or rectal swab um throat swab uh urine test and blood test okay so everyone gets sent a blood test yep. and that's how you test for hiv and syphilis yep. uh if you have a vagina you get sent a vaginal swab yeah um if you're you select man who have sex with man men who have sex with men then you get uh also the the um, the rectal yeah and the oral swabs and the urine test and for um men get rather than a vaginal swab they yeah. get a urine test so okay. that's how you test for the other okay, like gonorrhea cool. and um chlamydia. so like i've um i've used obviously the swab which mm-hmm. again like if you haven't ever done this yourself it's very very easy yeah it's it, really easy it's not painful at all no. um it looks a bit weird it's like a yeah. really long and like a cotton bud yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like super super yeah. long um, and if I remember right from what I read, you insert it and mm-hmm. you like turn it, is it five to ten times? Yeah. 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 Um, and then you take it out and it comes in like a little tube, like if you would. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, that's that done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the blood test. So if I'm honest, that's the only thing that I struggle with because yeah. I, A, I don't like the sight of, of my own blood. Yeah. Um, and I hate like any kind of needle. Yeah. Um, but not to scare anyone, it's not as if you're drawing your own blood as if you go for an actual blood test. No. It's yeah, no, you don't get like a syringe yeah, to like, like <laughs> try to like get your blood. It's not that. No. Um, it's, it's like a, what do you even call it? Like a, almost like a prick okay. test. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's like this little like, uh, like plastic thing. Yeah. It doesn't look so harmful, but no. you kind of push it into your into your finger yeah. and it makes this tiny little prick in your yeah. finger. It doesn't actually hurt that bad, I don't think. No, but I'm just a pussy. So 
I'm not good with any kind of like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was scared like, the first time I did that. Like, yeah, so you um prick your finger. Yeah. And then literally, as the blood comes out, you put it into like a, what do you call it? I was um, gonna say like a vial. But yeah. That I'd say really, like a yeah. tiny vial. Yeah. Um, and then you fill that, and then it's it's done. Like literally, yeah. it's not. It's not difficult at all. I just, I don't always have the best time with it, but I'm able to, to do it every time. Yeah, you're definitely not the only one. It's like the thing we get most yeah. questions Is about it? is the blood test. Yeah, <laughs> it's really, uh, we have even a little YouTube video on the, oh, do you? <laughs> on oh, how to really do cool. it that we send out with her. Uh, because I think when I did it, I think I, I pricked my finger like in the wrong place. And I think mm. you meant to do it like on the side. Oh, really? I've always done it just in oh. the middle there. I struggled there and yeah. like I, I got really annoyed with myself because I thought I was like, Georgette, it's like literally the tiniest amount of blood. Why are you struggling with this? And then I got all hot and bothered. Yeah. And so the test that I used, they sent out three of the, the prick things. Yeah. Um, and I think I was down to like the last one. Oh. And I was just like, please, <laughs> how am I going to do this? Um, so, yes, yeah, so I had a really dramatic time. Yeah. But... In terms of just being able to do it as easy as easily, sorry, um, instead of like trying to fight to book an appointment, yeah, it, it just it saves time. It's, yeah, it helps to like warm up before you do. Yeah, the the finger prick, so you have like more of a blood flow, like taking okay. a hot shower or holding oh, okay. like something hot, like a cup of tea or running or something. Okay, because um, the first time I did it, I like followed all the instructions, had a hot shower, <laughs> like it went fine. Yeah, and then the second time I was like, I'm such a pro, <laughs> I don't need to do this. And then I had to prick my finger like five times because it didn't yeah, work because I, I couldn't get any blood. Like, I was there like running out of fingers and as well, blood going everywhere. Like, oh, oh my it gosh. was a nightmare. So definitely, yeah, warm up yeah. <laughs> first, and the blood flows more easily. <laughs> And then, um, so for the guys, they do um, a, God, my mind has just come, completely uh, gone blank. Urine. Yeah. Yeah. And then. And then rectal and oral swaps. And oral. And that's only if you've selected uh, that have, you're a man of sex with okay, men. Okay, but if you're a man that has sex with women. Yeah. Or. What do you do? Then, then you just do the urine and the blood. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of, I mean, it is really like based on assumption on people's sex life. So yeah. I would say it's not like, I wouldn't really say it's a perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a bit of an assumption to to say that people, uh, you know, have a certain type of sex based on their sexuality mm -hmm. or who they have sex with. Yeah, but yeah. Um, the thought is that men have sex with men will have oral sex and anal sex. Yeah. And so that the infection might live there basically yeah um but you can and also that um based on research i guess that that's the biggest risk group of mm -hmm. having uh having an infection in those areas so obviously like you know anyone can get yeah. um get uh chlamydia yeah. in their anus or yeah. <laughs> so you just you like if someone requests specifically yeah. Yeah. that test we will always give it to someone so if you know that you've like you're worried for example because you've had anal sex and you think that you might have gotten yeah. like an sti because of that you can always just uh, request that, that swab yeah okay which kind of answers my next question yeah but like say you're either like a bisexual man mm -hmm. Or a bisexual woman. Yeah. Would you just kind of... Okay, no, more if you're a bisexual man, then yeah. would you then just get almost... You, then you get it also the same, like the rectal yeah. and the okay. uh, swap, yeah. Okay, so interesting. Like, yeah. 
it's it's interesting because things like um like I know quite a few people that go to um sex parties. Mm-hmm. So obviously they play with like a number of people yeah. there. Um and it's it's always like a key thing of people's sexual health being like up to date and everyone's yeah. checked because obviously like it's such an, an open Yeah. An open environment. Yeah. Um and I think that's that's also like one thing that makes me anxious when it comes to going to like parties as mm-hmm. well, like making sure that everyone is like completely safe. Cause yeah. I can check me obviously. Yeah. But like how do I know that everyone else is is gonna be checked? Yeah. Um but like I guess that's 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 for the organizers to make sure that everyone is completely safe. Yeah. Which is which I is I mean, good. generally I in my experience I feel like people I don't know. This is just based on, you know, I don't know what it's based on. Yeah. <laughs> My idea, but I feel like in those kind of uh, environments, people tend to be more uh, aware of their sexual yeah, health and that's, actually that's like know true. more about that stuff yeah. than like, you know, general public or whatever, yeah. or people who aren't into sex parties yeah, and stuff. That's so, actually very true. Yeah. Um, it's more a conversation there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of wanted to go into more about sex clinics because... Mm. Um, this just just got me thinking about the times when when I had been and what I enjoyed and didn't enjoy. Actually, before that, I have a question. Mm-hmm. So, for the guys that do a urine sample, mm-hmm. so was there a time where the guys got swabbed as well? Because I thought that I don't know that <laughs> they did. Like I could uh-huh. be wrong, but like any guy who's probably. Like up there, you were in track, do you mean? Yeah, mm. late 20s. Just because like, I can't remember um, an ex going to the clinic and yeah. he was telling me how they put, oh, it sounds really weird saying it, they put like the same kind of swab into their... Really? Into, uh-huh. into the penis? Wow, I don't know. <laughs> okay, guys. That... Actually, I'm not a sexual health note. <laughs> disclaimer. Yeah, no. <laughs> By the way, sorry. Yeah, um, guys that are listening, I don't know. if you've had yeah. that, can you like I don't know, hashtag or send me a DM just because just just mm. out of interest. I wonder I if, if it's I'm like certain things. If you have uh, certain symptoms, maybe they need to do that maybe. or something. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so going back to like sexual health clinics. So when I used to go, um, so I lived in a pretty small town growing up. So Mm. everybody knew everyone and we had two clinics. So (laughs) chances are you're going to bump into someone. So I hated it so much. And the most popular one was like in the middle of like the town Mm centre. And I would either try and go Super, super early. Yeah. Or super, super late. And thinking, yeah. please don't let me bump into anyone. Please, please, please. Yeah. Um, so that used to deter me so, so much. Yeah. Um, and also, I found that a lot of the older nurses, mm. without even saying much, were really judgmental. Mm. And they would make like the odd comment here and there. Or just like, just there was just this feeling that I got where I was just like, oh, I just yeah. feel like you're judging me when yeah. you shouldn't be be doing that because at least I'm coming to make sure that I'm that I'm all good yeah um so then I stopped going there and then I then I started going to the one that was in in the hospital Mm -hmm. because it was further out Mm -hmm. so you'd only really go there like if you lived up that way or you could drive there which I could so I was like right Mm -hmm. let me go there because the chance of me seeing people is less yeah 
um, which was just like a personal thing for me. Mm. So I didn't particularly enjoy going to clinics because, yeah, like I guess I was just a lot more shy. Yeah. Um, whereas now, like I, I generally wouldn't give a shit. Yeah. Because I'd be like, this is why you're here to yeah. make sure that I'm good. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So I'd feel like really, really shy, yeah. and I just didn't like the idea of being shamed by by someone because, yeah, I had I don't know an active sex life or I was choosing who I would wear protection with. And I'm not advocating this. Like, I think everybody should protect themselves. Mm. Um, but at the time I was in like long relationships. So I was mm. like, okay, well, I'm going to go on the pill. I don't want to use condoms. They mm. don't want to use condoms, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it also made me think, so like, I don't know if you saw it. There was this sexual health nurse. I think she's based like in America. Oh uh, yeah, I did see that. On TikTok. <laughs> yeah. And basically, hold on. Actually, I didn't see the original thing. I just saw people posting about it. So she had basically said, where was it? She had said, um, did you know that the best way to prevent STDs is waiting for sex until marriage? Just the truth, right? And she got completely slammed. Also, she has got like 1.7 million followers. Wow. So to like churn out... Mm that to so many people yeah. and n- not kind of take any um, responsibility on the impact that that can have yeah. on people, I thought was just insane. Yeah. And and it's so sad that someone that works in sexual health yeah. thinks that. Because I'm sorry, like being married doesn't make you immune. No, to, definitely <laughs> to anything, <laughs> to anything whatsoever. Um, yeah, like, and it's like proven to be like abstinence has proven to be the least effective. Yeah, like I mean, I mean, not obviously, it's the most effective in terms of not getting an STI because yeah. if you don't have sex, and that includes like you know rubbing genitals against each other and stuff, not just like oh you know if it's in ten centimeters yeah. then you get an STI like or whatever. It's actually like across the board of what sex is which yeah. I think is a big problem actually how we identify or how we define sex, sex yeah. is so narrow it's yeah. just penis and vagina yeah. it's not like yeah I agree. any of the other mm-hmm. million ways to have sex. yeah like it doesn't like it doesn't really include for instance if you like men or like if you're into yeah. women yeah because then it's like okay so does that sex not not count like is yeah. it not yeah exactly yeah. exactly and how we call like how we distinguish between sex and foreplay. So then foreplay is just something to prepare yeah. us for sex. But wh- why is that not that's, sex? That's very like, true. Like I, I would include my foreplay in the sex because it's it's all about my pleasure. It's about their pleasure. Yeah. And, and I feel like the focus can be way too heavily on the act of actual sex. Yeah. Um, and then people aren't aren't pleased or think, okay, well, like it was good, but it was short. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, but how was the foreplay? Like, did you enjoy that? How long was that? Like, I, I, I generally feel like everything should be included when we are talking about sex. Like, yeah, me too. And I think like also I I have a girlfriend, so I'm I'm gay. And you know what, what straight people would call foreplay is what I would call sex. Sex, like, yeah. How like... I have sex, basically. So it's kind of weird to... You know, yeah, to think about it that way, like, so what's, why does it have to be a distinction between before and and, the actual (laughs) act or whatever? Like, what is this? And 
and I am hoping that with time, things like that, like get broken down a yeah. lot more and, yeah, and, and, and people do change their thinking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, wait, I've got to finish my abstinence thing. Oh, then. yeah. Sorry, go on. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I tried that. No, what I was saying is it's like proven to be the least effective in terms of like people being uh, responsible for mm -hmm. their sexual health. Like saying that that abstinence is the only way just means people get more STIs and teenage pregnancies. Yeah. Basically. Um, do you feel like people are taking better care of their like s sexual health now? Like especially as you're kind of mm. on the inside, like if you would. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think um, improving access is like really key. Yeah. So w when SA24 started, it was only in Suffolk and Lambeth and it was part of a research project. Suffolk and Lambeth had the highest rates of STIs in uh, all of London. I think some of the highest, oh. uh, some of the highest in Europe or something. It's it was really bad. Um, okay. And they was set up to see if improving access could help lower rates of STIs. And it, it, when the research was concluded, it had doubled access to testing and the STI rates had dropped by 8%. Mm -hmm. So they can't like prove a causality, but I think it shows. Well, I, I definitely believe that like improving access really yeah. helps um, lowering um, rates. Is there a reason why it was that high? Like, um, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say it. Like different things can kind of... Um, I think you know it's it it had a lot of like clinics closing yeah, and things like okay, that so yeah, so access was diminishing and I think it's an area where there's not as much mobility as in other areas so for example if if uh if people tend to stay in the same place mm -hmm. like it'll be easier to get an STI because the pool of people people have sex with is smaller yeah. if that makes yeah, sense yeah. like uh, you know, if it's people traveling all over the place, yeah. it's going to be like a bigger mm -hmm. group or whatever. Oh, that's, that's, yeah. Yeah. But I, but I don't know. I think it can be lots of different factors. I'm not sure why it was so high. Mm. Specifically like, there. like, even if I think about, oh my God, I just got this crazy memory. Okay. A quick story time. Mm -hmm. So like, I remember um, when I went traveling, um, before I went, I was having casual-ish sex with this guy um and as far as i was concerned we were both we were, we were good i'd been checked he'd be checked i was like okay cool that's great mm -hmm. anyway like i remember um i had i was literally flying into australia so i think at at this point i'd been traveling for maybe like three or f so months um and i was getting ready to fly into australia and the guy messages me and he's like oh hey how are you like how's the trip going I was like yeah great thanks like what's up and he basically told me that he had sex with somebody that had I think it might have been chlamydia and he was like they've just told me so I now have to tell you and I've just mm -hmm. been to get checked and blah 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 mm -hmm. and I was just like I'm in Malaysia <laughs> tell me where <laughs> Where do I even go to to do that? I was like, I was, I was so annoyed, which I, I yeah. probably could have handled it a lot better. But yeah. in my mind, like I was just like, I don't have the luxury of the NHS right now yeah. where I am. Um, so I was like, all right, I'm flying to Australia tomorrow. Mm. So I, I guess I'll try and figure it out. 
luckily enough for me, um, I was going to be staying with a friend that I had met in another country. Mm. And I was just like, look, this is going to be really embarrassing because obviously, like, I know you, but I don't know you. But mm. look, this is what's happened. What do I do? And so she had found me a clinic that I could access. And they just basically gave me treatment just in case mm. because I wasn't going to be there for long enough to have a test. If it to come in, then mm. get treatment. Um, but I had to pay like 70 odd pound for it. And I was just like, this this wasn't part of the fucking trip. Oh, um, that's awful. But yeah, but even like going away, people should yeah. still be very careful of like who they have sex with. Yeah. And don't just think, okay, well, I'm on holiday. I'll have like a quick fling with someone and then not think about what that could lead into. Yeah. It's, and it's, I think it's also a common myth that, or myth, I don't know what you would say, but for the people can think that you can kind of tell if someone is likely to have an sti it's or not impossible. like yeah it's impossible <laughs> literally you can have you know you can like rub your genitals against someone else once and get an sti yeah. <laughs> like, you never know oh <laughs> and you gosh. can't say like oh you know this person looks nice yeah. you know they probably don't have an sti yeah. like, they look like they look like after themselves yeah. it, it really does not work like yeah. that um, i think it's part of how we talk about it too like how we say i'm clean yeah. which implies that having an sti is dirty and it kind of give, gives you this idea that like people who have stis look a certain way or, yeah. or dirty or yeah, you know yeah, or not yeah. like that it has somehow something to do with hygiene which mm-hmm. it doesn't at all yeah that's that's actually very very true and, yeah. and also like i feel that like when I was a lot younger I was also very shy to like talk about it so like if I think Mm. about when I would date someone yeah I I can't even think at what point I would like get the courage to ask them Mm. like okay hey like we haven't had sex but before we do yeah are you okay to go and get a check just so I know that like yeah we're both good yeah whereas like now I don't have an issue asking that at all and if I ask someone to get a check and they are like, no, I'm not going to do that. Then I'm like, okay, well, we just won't have sex. Cause yeah. I'm not going to put myself at risk. Yeah. Um, but beforehand, I found it really scary thinking, oh my God, how the fuck do I ask them to get a check? Because it's like, I thought, I don't want them to as- assume that mm-hmm. I think that they're quote unquote dirty. Yeah, exactly. But I also feel like we should be able to have an, an adult conversation because yeah. this is important for both of us. But like, that's the thing. People can take it really, like be offended yeah. that you ask, you know, as if you, you're making some assumption about them. Yeah. But, yeah. but I'm just like, well, as much as I'm going to ask you, you should also be asking me as well. Yeah. To, yeah, Definitely. just. Yeah, it's yeah. a conversation, I think, that needs yeah. to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, But it's. I definitely think it's all this like stigma around it and stuff makes it really Most hard definitely. to to have and you kind of need a certain level of like confidence to mm-hmm. be able to bring it up and just be like yeah but um yeah anyone that is thinking of asking someone to get a check mm-hmm. and to show you the results as well like yeah definitely do that yeah don't feel any kind of way it's important that you're able to keep yourself safe yeah um, and you have every right to yeah. to want to you know, ask that of like, someone. And also, I guess it's important to to say too that if someone have has an STI, you can also still have sex with them. Like if someone has herpes, for example, probably you also have herpes. Yeah. <laughs> First of all. Yeah. And second of all, you know, you can still have sex. It's not, 
you don't necessarily pass it on. It's it's more easily passed on if you have an outbreak, for example. Mm-hmm. So if the person doesn't have an outbreak, mm-hmm. it's usually fine. And you know, if you have someone has HIV, for example, if the, if they're on treatment for it, they can't pass it on. Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah. Like even with unprotected sex, you can't pass it on. Is that what prep is? Uh, prep. No. Oh. Uh, prep is. Uh, almost. So prep is makes you not able to catch HIV. Basically, it's okay. like a medication you take every day for people who are at risk of contracting HIV. Okay. Um, and they just did like an impact trial, which was to trial how it would work, and it's like drastically lowered uh, transmission rates of HIV, which is amazing. So yeah, yeah prep is something you take. Uh, for example, if your partner has HIV, you mm-hmm. might take it, or if you engage in what's called like i think high risk behavior so you know if you're i guess maybe i don't know exactly what they actually deem as high risk behavior but you have more than x number of partners or blah blah Mm -hmm. um you might be put on it to make sure you don't get hiv basically yeah and pep is kind of like the morning after pill for hiv so it's yeah so i didn't know that yeah so it's called prep is pre-exposure then I don't know what the other yeah. piece does for. It's yeah. a long word that's medical. And then the other is post-exposure. Okay. The same word. Please look it up because yeah. I, <laughs> I can't remember definitely, what it is. No, definitely, definitely. Yeah. And I will try to remember to maybe put it in the description. Or just yeah. do your Googles. Yeah, just Google it's prep or pep. I feel yeah. like that's easier to remember. <laughs> But basically, yeah, pep is really... So if you you have to take it within 72 hours mm-hmm. and... um. I think you take it for, I don't know exactly how long after, but basically if you have been come in contact with HIV, yeah. it can stop you from contracting it. Yeah. And what was I just going to go back to? So um, SH24 also, also, also offers contraceptive mm-hmm. yeah. as well. Oral contraception, so yeah. um, uh, combined pill and uh, progesterone-only pill and uh, emergency contraception. And that's without having to go stuck a doctor's appointment yeah so you fill out a form online and uh if there's what's called contraindications like there's something uh that might make us a bit worried if it's suitable for you or not you'll you'll talk a clinician will call you and they'll talk you through to see if it's uh, suitable for Mm -hmm. you because sometimes you know like for example you're not supposed to take certain pills if you have high blood pressure or whatever so things like that and then did you say that you do the morning after pill as well. Yeah, so I'm not sure um, exactly if we do it on fetal, definitely. Okay. So the idea is kind of that you can buy it and and keep it at home. Obviously, it's okay. it's um, it's via the post, so I probably wouldn't recommend it. Like D- if you yeah. had sex on yeah. Saturday okay. and then order yeah. it, it might not get there until yeah. <laughs> too late. Might so, be too late. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. It's more for the thought is that you know people can order and have at home. Have it. So they have an extra one. Okay, that's cool. That is very cool. Mm -hmm. Um, What was I going to go into? Okay, so I wanted to go into sex education, but both the show and also sex education in schools. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't lie. I don't really know how much of it has changed in schools now. Yeah. Um, I haven't had the the opportunity to speak to anyone that teaches in a school that Mm -hmm. can say, okay, well, now we do X, Y, Z. Um, But if I think about how it was for me when I was in school, it was very like 
was very minimal. Yeah. Um, and in all honesty, it just scared me into thinking if I had sex, I'm either going to get pregnant or get an STI. Like, mm. I felt like those were my right. two options. Yeah. So I was like, okay, maybe we just won't have sex because this just yeah. ends. <laughs> These are the only two options. Yeah. <laughs> like, these <laughs> options don't sound great. No. Um, but it was very much like, the biology of a man and a woman within reason, because there, was, there wasn't there was ever any conversation about the clit and what that does. That was yeah. just kind of like ignored as if it wasn't there, but yeah. that's another topic. Um, and then I remember sperm and eggs and what happens yes. when they meet and not much on like actual s- sexual health or how to even access any services. Yeah. It was a case of, okay, these are like, almost like the bad four yeah which i which i would say was like chlamydia gonorrhea hiv and syphilis Mm. um and then things like bv Mm. or things like getting thrush Mm -hmm. like things like that was never a topic in school at all and and are things that impact people every single day yeah um like I, and I think I've mentioned this uh, before, I used to get thrush all the time. Yeah. And that was just, just because. Yeah, or it's if, not actually a sexually yeah. transmitted uh, infection. Um, or if I was ever unwell and then was on a course of antibiotics, mm-hmm. I would get it instantly. Yeah. Um, but like, again, this is something that I just, I didn't know. And I was like, oh my God, yeah. I have thrush, like what the hell? <laughs> what did I do? Who did I have sex with? It was, it was just, yeah, it was, it was actually a very confusing time growing yeah. up. Growing up, I'm not even going to lie because yeah. I was just like, I, I didn't know enough about my own body. No. Um, my sex ed was definitely better than that, yeah. I'd say, but it was still pretty bad. I think the bad part was that it was so little of it, really. Yeah. Like we kind of had, I think, one day or one week or something. Was it? Uh, anyway, we had like it kind of themed. Yeah. <laughs> This week, kids. And everyone was, yeah. I was mortified. I thought it was so yeah, scary. And, and I was really like, even though, for actually, we did talk about like pleasure and wow. things like that. Yeah, we had this, we were divided up the class into the girls and the boys. Yeah. And, and we had to like draw our, or draw a body, like someone lying on a piece of paper yeah. and you traced it. And then everyone had to put down where it felt nice to be touched. Oh, wow. Which was kind of nice, but I was still like, you know, oh, this is so yeah. embarrassing. It's still kind of cringe. You're like, oh yeah. my God, I'm a kid. Like, yeah. But, but yeah, exactly. like, I don't that remember was, that. Reflecting on that, I was like, oh, that's quite nice yeah. <laughs> that but, we had that. But then also, we didn't ever have, like, conversations about identity. Mm, no, we didn't And sexuality. Yeah. Like, it was very that's much... that's so important. Yeah, it yeah. was very much geared at, like, men and women. Yeah heterosexual sex yeah actual terminology Georgia um yeah so it, it didn't it didn't consider identity at all it was no. such a massive thing and we didn't really talk about relationships either yeah, which I think is actually. really important like what's a healthy relationship yeah you know there's so many things that you don't know when you're that age that I think we need to educate kids about yeah. like like things like emotional abuse and financial abuse like people will know it's not right to hit someone in a relationship but they yeah. won't know like it's not right to pressure someone yeah. into having sex or yeah. whatever which i think happens quite a lot and yeah. people aren't really aware of and again that's like unhealthy. N- no conversations about consent no um that people can change their mind during yeah, sex yeah exactly um that y- you should ask you should 
be sure. Like, yeah. there was nothing about that, nothing about that whatsoever. Even in terms of, like, age, and even though we were all in school, like, if you thought, okay, well, you could have someone who's in year 11, who I think is, what, 16? Mm. Like, them having sex with someone who was in year 9, which is what, oh, God, like... How old are you when you're in your nine? Yeah. Then. I don't know. Maybe-ish, yeah, yeah, ish. Um, That's not okay. No. Um, Yeah, things like that definitely wasn't covered mm. in school. I would like to think that it's it's covered a lot more now. Um, yeah, I hope I'd, so. Yeah. They were going to reform or make it mandatory, but then everyone was protesting about it. Really? Yeah, sex and relationship education. So I think... Also, don't quote me on the case. Okay, no, it's fine. <laughs> I think now it is mandatory that mm-hmm. schools teach it, but uh, parents have the right to opt their child out, out of it. Out of it. Okay, yeah. yes. So that I think I knew. And then there was this whole thing about teaching it at a younger age. Yeah. And then I think a lot of parents disagreed with that. Yeah, which I think is really sad. We learned about how babies are made, like sperm meeting the egg in second grade. So I was like, seven or eight yeah and and I was like really fascinated by it and it was also a time where I'd already like been asking questions about it and I think it's actually quite a natural yeah like people somehow think that if you like explain sex or anything remotely related to sex to kids they're going to be like traumatized but they're only going to be traumatized if you're traumatizing them like you can't explain it in an age-appropriate way exactly and if they're curious about something probably means that it's time for them to learn about it too most kids are i mean okay i don't have kids but i've been around a lot of children yeah um and especially like when that when they're in that point where they kind of like discover their own bodies. Yeah, exactly. And like, for instance, like a boy might discover his penis and be like, what's this? Yeah. Um, same for a girl. And I think that if a child is already at that point where they are asking questions, don't like shut the questions yeah, down. Like that not. is the right time yeah. to have, as you said, an age appropriate conversation yeah. and say, okay, well, this is your penis and this is yours and it shouldn't be touched by anybody that you don't want it to be touched. Yeah. And and just how to have like age-appropriate relationships as well and and just ways to protect our kids more. Yeah, because I think if they're educated about it, that helps them too. Like if if you learned from an early age that it's something shameful, if something happens to you, you might not want to say it because you think it's something shameful, you know, or that it's your fault or whatever like it's important that that we can have open conversations with kids so that if if something happens they can also come come to you know and and tell people about it definitely yeah um which kind of ties into sex education the show now you haven't seen it no sorry um (laughs) it's fine but we can we can still kind of go through um some pointers i have seen like the first two episodes of season one so i know a little bit um but also i don't mind spoilers so you can't spoil okay. it for me for anyone that i will definitely watch it yeah. after, I promise. <laughs> it's such a good show all right for anyone that hasn't seen season one or season two you might want to skip ahead to some point because it might be full of spoilers um <laughs> sex education is probably one of the best netflix shows i if not the best that i've ever mm-hmm. seen i Okay, first of all, when it ended, I was distraught because I wasn't mm-hmm. ready for it to end yeah. yet. And I was like, oh my God. Wait, that's the end end? No, no. no so the end of end. season two, sorry. Yeah. Mm. 
Um, but like when I think about, so I actually made a note of all the things that I felt it covered. Um, LGBTQ plus and identities. Mm-hmm. It covered pan pansexuality, mm-hmm. asexuality, homosexuality, sexual assault, drug abuse, self harm, neglect, disability. It covered douching, which I was like, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and that's like just to name a few. It wow. covered. That's lots. <laughs> yeah, it covered kink and fetishes. Mm-hmm. Why can I never say that word? Um, <laughs> it covered. Like feeling sexually connected to your partner. So yeah. for example, okay, this is a spoiler, but there's a scene in season two um, mm-hmm. and I forget everybody's name, but two of the teachers are in a relationship mm-hmm. um, and the woman teacher is into like dirty talk. The guy can't dirty talk for shit. <laughs> like he's yeah. so, so bad at it. And um She's asking him like, say something bad, like, and he is very much like, you're a you're a bad bad girl, and she's just like, that's that's not what I mean at all. Um, but yeah, like things like that, which yeah. are Im- important. Yeah. Um, it also covered, um, sex within a marriage. So, for example, again, another spoiler. So, head teacher Groff um is married, been mm. with his wife forever um they have a kid but they don't have sex Mm -hmm. and she um goes to seek advice from otis's mum jean Mm. and is just like you know he hasn't touched me in x amount of years Mm. i'm still a woman i still have needs Mm. blah 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 um and so there's a scene which actually made me cry where she kind of comes down so she's at home now she comes down in like a satin dress Mm -hmm. very very sexy and she like she's in the doorway and she says oh like I thought it would be nice if we could like spend some time together basically saying I want to have sex today like honestly (laughs) and he looks at her and and says oh come on we're not 23 anymore Mm. and she just kind of like pulls away and goes back upstairs it's so sad yeah but I can imagine that 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 can happen when you've been with somebody for so long that sometimes you just stop having sex. Yeah. um, And your partner still has needs. Like, I can't picture, just because of how I am now, Mm. I can't picture, like, being in my, I don't know, mid-40s and being with a partner that that just doesn't want to have sex. Mm. Like, I I wouldn't know how to handle Mm. it. We'd probably end up breaking up because sex is so important to me. Um, but I think even that sometimes people can can play down that sex is very very important yeah. to people. Yeah, um, but also that it somehow ha- has to happen naturally, like that it's not something that you can yeah. work on or talk about together. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, our sex life isn't really working for me anymore. Yeah. Let's discuss. W- yeah. Like sometimes it can be underlying issues, or if, but it can all like it's not always gonna be as if it was the first yeah. few months or yeah. the first few years, like really passionate yeah. you know if you've known each other <laughs> for yeah. so long yeah. i've been married for 40 years you're not gonna be in the same place yeah. you were in the beginning so you you also have to adapt your sex life mm-hmm. to that and kind of and keep yeah, yeah i think working at it like it's something you need to actually put effort and work yeah. into and and also like i think sometimes 
like as much as people like that like very hot and like spontaneous sex and it's like oh my yeah. gosh we just we were just in the moment sometimes if we're being real you have to like schedule it in sometimes yeah <laughs> and be like hey you know what do you want to have sex like yeah <laughs> I know that we're both in a rush and you're going to work I'm, like just just do that because that's just yeah the reality as well yeah. um I would definitely opt for option A yeah. but if I'm being real that even I've had it, I've had times where I'm just like, hey, I want to have sex. Like, do you have time? Yeah. If you do, you do. Like, if you don't, okay, fine. Yeah. Um, but that's just like... But I think it's also because option A is like the fantasy. Yeah. And that's all you see too. Like, it's, you never see people having, I don't know, I don't want to call it boring sex, but, but like... like more regular sex. It's always so like, oh my God, the best ever, passionate, yeah. like... I'm just thinking like films and TV and it's just like not realistic of of what sex is like for mm-hmm. people. And I think it puts like, yeah, unrealistic expectations on, on what sex should be like Definitely. in a relationship. Like if I think about when I watched Titanic yeah. for the first time <laughs> and um, Rose and Jack yeah. Yeah, had that scene in the car, yeah. um, in the boat. And it was like, so like hot and steamy and like just romantic and everybody was just ready and even though you didn't see the sex like you knew exactly what was happening and again like sex sex isn't always like that also car sex is very inconvenient (laughs) so yeah they always manage to show this really like sex in in very uncomfortable situations look super hot and then you're like let me try that and it does not work out at all I've had sex in cars and I've been there like, this is so stupid. Yeah. Why did you think that this was going to be a good idea? Because it's absolutely not. In your mind, you're like, it's going to be so yeah, steamy and hot. Just, <laughs> in reality, you're like, super uncomfortable. Something's poking my back. Exactly. Usually the gear stick. My leg's cramping. <laughs> or the, um, oh God, what's it called? Uh, the handbrake. Yeah, the handbrake. Yeah, it's it's just, it's not. Not it's made not, for. Yeah. Uh, like, I've done it. I yeah. I... Yeah, but I probably wouldn't opt for car sex because it's no. just not the one. No, me um, Yes, but like a lot of like films and, and, and things like that make sex out to be yeah. just And also that, magical. They, that there doesn't need to be any communication. Like yeah. people just, if, if they vibe, they'll know what the other person <laughs> likes, which <laughs> is not true. Like That's it's so, true. you can be like really in love with each other and have completely different yeah. sexual preferences yeah. and... And, you know, it's like about finding something that works for both of you. Yeah. And, uh, or different sex drives, too. Like some people have higher and lower sex drives. And I think a lot of relationships end because people can't really talk about that. Yeah. Or they're just like, okay, we don't match by. Rather than like, oh, is there something you can work on? Like maybe you can't, but maybe you can. You can, as yeah. Well. Yeah, definitely. Like yeah. There's, there's definitely no communication no. in sex scenes like and I it's don't also ever seen see as kind of unsexy to communicate like it ruins the mood to be like what are you like <laughs> yeah, it's important to ask it is, yeah and that's how you have better sex yeah. if you like, if you can talk. communicate what you like <laughs> rather than be like guess the right answer like, first time please sex is such an intimate act yeah that i'm like why would i not just ask you what yeah. you like or just be a bit more vocal like you're already yeah. inside when it's of weird, me. Like, when you think about it, it's weird that people can have sex with someone but feel embarrassed to talk about yeah. sex. Like, isn't having sex more intimate than talking about it? Like, 
that's the least that you should be able to do. Yeah. But it is a lot of like stigma around it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, seen as like oh, such a mood killer. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, back to sex ed. Mm-hmm. Um, what was an- another few points that I wanted to talk about? So yeah, so sexual assault and sexual harassment mm-hmm. um, was a massive one. Yeah, and um, there was a storyline. There was this guy. I always forget people's name, guys. You have to forgive me. Um, <laughs> but basically, this girl was on her way to school and she gets on the bus mm-hmm. and this random guy yeah. has his dick out and mm. is masturbating. I've seen that on the TV. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, wait, what? What do you call that? That happened to me on the TV once. Really? Yeah. Some guy was having his dick out and masturbating. It's... <sighs> it's weird, yeah. Flash, yeah. Is that flashing or is it... I don't know if indecent that's... Indecent exp- flashing. Know. Flashing is maybe when you just show your yeah. dick. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so um, it happens to uh, to this girl on the bus, and like he he wanks so much that he, he finishes like on her jeans. Oh my god! So she gets off of the bus, and she's like understandably completely traumatized, yeah. and like literally every single day she tries to get back on the bus and just isn't able to. Yeah. And um, like I remember there was a, a scene where she kind of broke down, and it's just like it's the fact that the guy looked like the nicest guy like in the world. Like the guy wasn't what she would have expected someone to do. Like, Mm. is that sentence making sense? Mm. But it's not like the stereotype of who you would be. Um, And then also, so there's a scene when she's with about maybe like five or six other girls. And the only thing that they all have in common is that they've all at some point been either like harassed Mm. or assaulted Mm. um, from being groped by like men randomly. Mm. I've had that before, Mm. like on a night out and a guy Mm -hmm. will just for no reason, like grab your bum or just for absolutely no reason. And it's, it's awful because like when that happened to me, I was a lot younger and I just kind of like normalized it. Like, oh, well, that's what I was like oh well that's what's happening yeah what happens when you go out or whatever yeah um and it's not normal and Mm -hmm. if that ever happens to anyone speak to someone because it's 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 not right yeah um I've been quite fortunate where I haven't ever seen anyone like on a tube for instance like just have their dick out and yeah if it happened now i would definitely like call the transport police or something police, but then yeah. when it happened i was quite young so i was like mm, just gonna move to a different carriage yeah. like he was a bit far from me so yeah i was so, yeah but, yeah um and then um another point so there was um the relationship between eric eric adam and raheem so mm-hmm. eric's gay mm-hmm He's the best friend character. Yes. Yeah. Eric is amazing. Yeah. And um, him and Adam in season one. So Adam was like your typical bully, but also I felt right. like okay. Adam yeah, was so yeah. misunderstood. Yeah. And was obviously having like a, a lot of issues with his dad. Yeah. With his parents and then just with his identity as a yeah. whole. Um. So Adam and Eric share a sexual moment in season one mm-hmm. and then adam gets shift shipped off to military school okay um and then in that time eric meets this guy called raheem mm-hmm. gorgeous guy mm-hmm. gorgeous guy they like go on dates and 
even as I was watching it, I was like, oh my God, this is great because Raheem is just like great on paper, but that's yeah. all it was. Like mm-hmm. Eric wasn't able to be himself the way that he is, mm. which he was able to do with Adam. So like, really? I know like a lot of people online didn't feel that Raheem deserved to be like dumped the way that he mm. did. And I agree. Yeah. But would you not rather be with someone that you can be yourself with mm. than like having almost like a superficial relationship? Mm. that's just how how I saw it I will say to anybody and to you as well yeah watch it it's such a good yeah. show like yeah, you will laugh really good. you will laugh a lot you'll cry I mean yeah. if you're like a crier I'm a big crier so <laughs> I, I am cry so okay. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I um, instead watched the goop lab all in one day <laughs> oh I haven't seen that yet oh, it's really bad I mean but I disclaimer I love bad tv oh like, okay I love trashy tv yeah it's definitely trashy and it's really like a sect like Gwyneth Paltrow's weird sect. Is it? Yeah. Hmm. It's very secty. Uh, they go and try all these pseudoscientific things. It's it's like, it's very, I'd say very problematic. Yeah. <laughs> but if you enjoy watching bad stuff, I mm-hmm. really recommend it. Feel free. I thought it was good. Um, I mean, bad good. <laughs> I, I also um, saw, so there's a school in Red Hill. Although I have mm-hmm. no idea where that is, but they are basically going to trial um, a walking clinic for kids aged 13 to 21. Oh, cool. Um, where like they can basically go in um, after school. Like I think it's open. So to in them. the school there? Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, I think My it's cousin open. has that in the US actually. Really? She says they have a clinic in their school. Yeah. I think Which that's is great. so good. Yeah. That's I think so, so too. so good. And I think it's open to like maybe like half seven, eight, like in the evening. Okay. Um, where you can just go and like get advice, or, yeah. Which I just think is super super cool. Again, yeah. not something that I had in school at all. No. Um, but hearing things like that definitely make me happy that we're going in the right direction when it comes yeah. to yeah, yeah. I think so too. Health. And hopefully, you know the the evidence will show that it's really helpful to have yeah. these things. And at a certain point, you can't really argue with it anymore. Yeah. I hope, <laughs> I, well, that, you know. Like I can understand um, in terms of parents wanting to do what they feel is best for mm. for their kid. Like I definitely get that. Yeah. Um, but I just think, you know, we're in a very different time to what a, a lot of people's parents would have been. Yeah. Um, especially when it comes to sex. Mm. So you should want to equip your, your child from yeah. as early as possible. Yeah. And there's this misconception that if you educate your child they're gonna start having sex yeah like, straight away when they're little which is not at all true like studies show that if you get better education you're more likely to have sex later yeah because you you're informed and yeah. you won't you know like if you don't know it's gonna yeah mm, definitely mm. but um it's gonna happen regardless i think for yeah. most people so <laughs> You can't really. <laughs> you can't hide from it. No. Um, and it's. I think like even if it's better that 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 person or your child has sex when they feel like that they're able to make a informed decision rather yeah. than like that they wait until a certain age you think is the right age mm-hmm. for them. Definitely. But um, yeah, I think that's all we've got today. All right. But thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Can you um, let people know where they can obviously find both 
Petal and SH24. Yeah, of course. So you go to sh24.org.uk mm-hmm. and you put in your uh, postcode. And if you're not eligible, uh, it'll say and there'll be a link to Fettel.health or you can go straight to Fettel.health. Uh, Fettel is F-E-T-T-E-L. Yes. Health. Yeah. And SH24 is SH24. 24, like literally. <laughs> like, literally. Um, and you guys are online as well. So luck is in Yes. Uh, SH24 underscore nhs okay. is our instagram and twitter handle so Amazing. please follow us <laughs> thank you so so much for joining me guys make sure that you check them out especially if you've been looking for an easier way to get your sexual health checked than going to clinics because unfortunately there's been lots of cuts to the nhs and it's yeah. affecting a lot of areas especially sexual health so mm. try and stay on top of your sexual health it's very important yeah and it is really easy once you i yeah. was very scared the first time i'm not gonna lie yeah but once i did it once i was like oh yeah. this is super easy yeah it, yeah same like i doubt i'd go back to a clinic now no like unless i had to yeah but touch wood yeah um. I, I had to go to a clinic once. actually it's a really funny story yeah it's uh so i went to a clinic near um, where I live because I thought I might have like warts I for the first time was like looking at myself with a mirror you know being like mm, how do I look down there yeah and then uh, I was like oh shit what's this yeah <laughs> and so I booked a, an appointment at the clinic and uh, or I didn't but it's only walking or something so I w- went there and had to wait like three hours oh literally and I finally get in and I'm like hot and flustered yeah. and waiting in this tragic waiting room for three hours um and then the first the woman's like really rude and she's like oh this is just your labia and i was like N- i know what the labia is that wasn't what i was worried about <laughs> okay and then she wow. saw like the little lumps or whatever and she was like oh, okay i can actually tell what this is let me get is it okay if i get the head nurse in here to look and then the head nurse came and she was like i can't really tell can i get the head doctor in here to look and then the head doctor came and he's on the board for sh24 and i was like oops <laughs> Oh, like, oh man. man! But I don't think he recognized me. Yeah, I yeah. just recognized him. Um, and also, I wasn't too embarrassed by this point. I'd worked long enough in sexual health yeah. to be like, "It's okay." And then he was like, "Oh, it's just um, your glands. You're fine." Uh, okay. <laughs> but like, did you find it a bit concerning that y- you had to see three people? I mean, um. Like, honestly I don't know enough about it like I don't know how hard it is to actually okay, diagnose like different types of warts and stuff I think it was like uh, like little kind of like lumps mm-hmm. and apparently sometimes your glands will get bigger and it will look like that because mm-hmm. um, you have lots of glands around your vagina so I, I guess if that's not something you see so often or yeah. something I don't know like but I really don't know. I was kind of shocked. I was like, what is this? I was <laughs> really <laughs> random, never before seen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. No, thank you again. I appreciate you coming. And it was great to, like, meet the team as well. Yeah. When I did. Yeah, super, it was so fun cool. that you came. Um. Yeah, okay, guys. I'll speak to you again in two weeks' time. Bye-bye. Bye. I know you want to. I know you want to. Me, I play. I like to play cheats.